What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Jason Bucci of Bucci Paint, and we are talking about all three areas of business today, hiring, marketing, and sales. Awesome business breakthrough starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm here with Jason Bucci. Uh, he is with Bucci Paint. So you've been in business now for six months. What did you do before you started your business, bro? Uh, right before I started my business, I was doing a, uh, I was in the laborers union, Philadelphia. I was working okay. for uh, Verizon. We were doing underground uh, cable work, digging, repaving roads, just okay. stuff like that. What got you in the painting? I was actually doing it on the side. Uh, just, you know, here or there, like if a friend or a family member needed a house painted, I was just doing it to help them out. Yeah. So that's how I got so- started. So last six months, uh, you told me you're doing about uh, eight to ten, eight to ten in revenue per month. Is that what you're currently doing? Correct. So at about about two to three grand a week. Are you working by yourself? Or do you have anyone working with you? So I have a uh, a friend that's a contractor, and we basically just trade off time. So I'll give him a couple of days okay. here or there, and he'll do the same for me. That's basically okay. it. So, so what do you mean he'll do the same for you? In other words, like he has jobs that you'll go work for him? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so I'll get I'll give him a day. He'll give me a day, or if I have a big job, he'll give me two days. You know, we we okay. just trade so, off days. What's your plan going forward? I mean, when you look at that, obviously you know that's not really sustainable because you you know right. it's your time and being taken away. It's working, but like, ha- have you thought about what next steps are? So, I put out a hiring ad on Craigslist about two weeks ago. Okay. And so I want to. What did the ad say? Um, it said hiring team leader, uh, painting experience recommended. And then it said, we are a, um, we're, we're a company that has focus on customer service, uh, team, team building. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like some stuff that, that you, that honestly, I've, learned from you like listening to your podcast i can't remember exactly what it said but yeah but it sounds like you're in the right direction what like have you got anybody that replied i had two two guys that uh replied that were like 55 plus um looking for work but nobody that i've brought on now when they applied what did you do so it's funny like i i asked for i so i wrote two questions in the listing and then i had asked to uh, for them, for whoever's applying to send their resume and neither okay. guys sent the resume. So I didn't, I didn't follow right? up. You're, yeah. you're, you got to remember we're in the, we're in the contracting space. Not everyone, the only resumes majority of time that they have is sometimes when their spouse makes them for them, you know? Okay. Um, so don't set them up for failure. You know, I mean, okay. we just got to just chalk it up as, Hey, resumes are, they're all right. I mean, but you know, when I'm, when I'm hiring for drip jobs, Dude, everyone has a resume. So it's like, I can compare those, but I would tell you about out of my 13 employees I have now, 
None of them had a resume. Not one of them. Really? Okay. Not one of them. So that is a barrier to entry that isn't an even playing field because generally it's just like, you know, their resume is something that you should be providing for them in the, in the, in the, uh, capacity of like a form to fill out. Right. That's okay. you hear me mention that form, yeah. right. Is like, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to get resumes. And even if I do, they're probably not going to be updated and they're probably going to look weird. You know, they're probably going to be like a, a word doc that just like is like going to turn me off anyway. So let me bring yeah. them into my world and level the playing field. Okay. Right. And by doing a form like that, everyone answers the same questions. Now I can compare, but it's different. Like with, with, with drip jobs, I still do a form when I'm hiring like customer success or developers, but Hey, everyone has a resume. If you don't have a resume in that sector, I can't even consider you, you right. know? So it's just like, you got to understand the game you're playing. So right there, you said, Oh, they didn't send me a resume. They must not be a good fit. Maybe they just don't have. One. That's true. You know? So I, I, I did now that you mentioned that I did actually list in there. Um, you know, if you don't have a resume, just, just list out your most recent work experience. And that, that okay. wasn't included either. So I just felt like there wasn't enough. Yeah. Sure. And, and, that, and yeah. that could be the case. Maybe you got, maybe you filtered out two people that wouldn't have been a good fit. Totally yeah. fine. Right. When it comes to hiring, man, like one good hire is like the most like valuable thing in business, like one yeah. good hire, because it can make or break your growth. Right. Sure. Like you got somebody you're excited about, maybe like somebody that's like enthusiastic about the opportunity to work alongside you, maybe even learn to trade, give you ideas on how to make things better somebody that takes pride, has like their tools nicely aligned in their vehicle, somebody that you would want to sell to the customer in terms of like, hey, you're getting this guy to come over, right? right. That's when your sales goes up because you're confident, right? And it's like, in order to find someone like that, you need number one, first of all, you got to have reps when it comes to hiring reps, like in terms of yeah. like the process, like you've got to, yeah. if you've never, have you ever been a manager in any capacity of any business hiring? No. So I had, I have like customer service experience. I was in the restaurant business for about 10 years. I was a server Great. and then I was in car sales for like four years. So yeah, those. it's a good yeah. step up. And, and in terms of sales, I have no doubt you're going to be effective, but you're only as good as the product that you're selling. You know that if you've been in sales, if your cars sure. suck, don't matter what you, how good you are. If your food sucks and the kitchen takes forever, you look like an idiot. Don't matter how sweet you talk. Right. You're absolutely so right, as yes. a good salesperson, the mentality is as a business owner, it's now you're not selling someone else's product that you have no control over. You can create the product and the product that you're creating is the quality of the people that you hire. Correct. Yeah. So when it comes down to that, bro, law of averages is, comes into play. I don't think it matters that you're a startup. I don't think that matters. I think that you're ahead of many other companies that are lackadaisical in the way of they're doing things outdated no respect for the person working for them and i think that the more you emphasize in that ad dude your ad should be 400 characters okay it shouldn't that it should be really hammering out what you want problem that i'm seeing though is if you only do it on craigslist you're significantly limiting the amount of people that can apply right significantly yeah as opposed to shotgunning it out Craigslist, Indeed, Indeed. Facebook, yeah. uh, Zip Recruiter, and then it's pay to play, right? That's a mindset shift, right? Maybe you heard one of my podcasts where I talk about that. It's like the mentality of an employee, which you're fresh out of being an employee six months in, still kind of have that mentality about the way you handle money. 
It's natural. Yeah. I had it. So I know it's true where it's like, I don't know if I want to just throw money to this area, throw money to this area. I don't even know if my freaking business is going to work. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, bro, anything you do in business at this stage is an investment for a greater return in either financial return or experience. And even if you get the experience return, don't be upset that you lost the money. You might okay. spend 300 bucks on an Indeed ad and nobody applied. Well, guess what? You learned how to do an Indeed ad. There you sure. go. You know? Yeah, it's a good point. So two people is not going to get you the result that you need. You need at least 50 applicants to, to comb through. And you'll get yeah. those results on Indeed if you do it right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the and next And that's move. paying the play, though. That's, that's $10 a day. That's $300 a month. But would you agree that that's a good trade-off, 300 bucks for an all-star? Sure, absolutely. Even if they're not an all-star, even, even if they're just reliable and I, and I can trust them in front of uh, clients, I think right. it's worth it. Absolutely. You know, and that's trust is key, right? And what you're doing is you're not so much looking for experience. Forget experience in this business, bro. Like in terms of house painting, is that all you're doing is house painting? Yeah. Homeowners can do it. Yeah, right. They just don't do it well, right? Well, they don't like <laughs> it's it. The, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you know, you picked it up pretty quick. I'm sure it's an easy thing to pick up. Yeah. What you do is you refine raw talent and raw talent by that. I mean, a worker bee, man, you just want somebody that wants to work. Sure. You don't need painting experience. That's going to limit you finding somebody with a great attitude, great communication, great trust and painting experience, dude, forget it. Yeah. Right. So that's, forget that it. was actually the second ad that I, that I had made. I had made another ad and I did that one without painting experience. Like, I, I think I put customer service, sales, and something else recommended because I, I really would just they like- don't need any of that. I think you need no. to make the barrier to entry so easy in terms of somebody believing they can succeed in your endeavor without any skill other than a hard worker, motivated, great personality, eager to grow, you know, wanting to be a part of a fast growing residential house painting business that serves the best clients that wants to feel appreciated at work and rewarded for going above and beyond what's expected of them. Okay. That in itself is going to attract somebody that hits all those qualifications rather than skill set. They don't, you're not going to get a, somebody applying for this that has good sales experience or else they'll be in sales. That's true. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, in other, in other words, it's like, just think of it like that. And in, in a sense, like make it easy, but also character is what we're looking for. Like, you're just looking for character and trust in this process. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. You can teach skill. You can't teach character. That had to be something that they learned along the way. It takes years to refine and change character. It can be yeah. done. It's just something you don't have the, the capacity to do at your stage of business right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So identifying what you want is important though, because you might say, well, I need somebody that knows how to paint everything because that's what I'm looking for. Or you be the guy that knows everything, but you find somebody that you could teach to cut, teach the role, teach the work alongside you. Sometimes that's a better fit. Is it? You know, okay. for me, for me, for the first six months of my business in painting, and I never, I never had a painting profession. Dude, I never had a blue collar profession ever yeah before i started my painting business dude none of that I, straight sales management customer service server just like you yeah right i wanted to get gritty dude i wanted to learn the process so i can sell it better i can 
teach it better. And I knew the right way to do it. Go on YouTube, Idaho painter. If you want to learn how to paint. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's basically why I'm doing it too. I just want to, I want to learn how to do it. I want to learn the processes. Invest in it. Yeah. Invest in it. Right. So when it comes down to, when it comes down to that process though, just, just kind of bridging the gap on this thought here. It's like, don't, don't think that you need somebody that has to take over maybe build someone to be who you are right now. Okay. Right. Which is taking them through that process, two or three months, customer service, learning how to, Hey, Hey customer, come here. Let's walk through together. And maybe on one of the walkthroughs, you let him do it and you show him, Hey, this is how we cut. Hey, want to put tape here. This is how we tape. And just for you to have somebody loyal to you to work alongside you every single day, that's going to teach you a lot that you don't have right now. Right now you're working with another business owner. So yeah. he's, 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 he does his own thing. You do your own thing. You guys go your separate ways. You come together, you guys work together. No one really, there's no Pretty authority much. there other than mutual respect. Yeah. You got to have that dynamic of you're the boss, you're in charge. Hey, can I go take a lunch break? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. You know, and building that, building that loyalty, that respect that they'll have for you as, as a leader, you need to learn these skills now, you know? Yeah. Uh, so when you grow, you know, you're refined. Okay. So hiring That's all good is, advice. Hiring is, hiring is an animal. Let's put it that way. But you got to do them both at the same time. You know, how have you been getting your work? So basically just word of mouth. Um, I, I have a Google listing. I have a website. I have social media. So I get some leads through like Facebook and Instagram. Um, okay. But most of it's word of mouth. I'd say like 80 to 90% is word okay. of mouth. Okay. Yeah. Word of mouth is word of mouth is good in the beginning, but it's not a process. It's not a system. It doesn't teach you anything as a business owner because it's passive. It just comes when it comes and you don't need much of it because you only really need one job a week. That's for a month. Sometimes it's whatever comes your way. It's not the jobs that you really want to do, but you say, you know what? I can do it because you know you can sell it because they called you, right? All that. Yeah, stuff. sure. Yeah. And, I, and I've been reaching out to uh, real estate agents and, and offices. Okay recently so still passive right so you need an aggressive strategy essentially like in in business you got to have an aggressive strategy with hiring and marketing simply into into very simple terms it's got to pay to play you got to learn that process of leads you got to learn that process of hey if i'm running out of work how do i keep my guys busy right you don't have that strategy built in it's going to be really tough to tell your guys they don't have work the next week thank god i've never had to do that that's it's good. because I understood, hey, if I need work, I know how to get it fast. I right. know what channels to use. I know where to put money. I know how to do it. If I'm seeing it slow down, I know, hey, I'll just jump right on Angie and spark up the leads and I'll get leads within a couple of hours. I know that process. So right? you would recommend using them, Angie leads? I would recommend you buying leads. I can't tell you to do Angie other than, hey, it's a lead generation service. Yeah. You should have a software to help you. Um, okay. like drip jobs. That's what it does. It, part of it is following up with the leads for you quickly. So when a lead comes in, boom, text message goes out to them with a link, boom, okay. email goes out to them with a link to book. Cause the issue that you may run into is that you get a lead, you have to pay for it. Cause they send it, you call that lead. They don't answer. And right. then you get frustrated. Cause that was a hundred dollar lead. I mean, they're expensive, especially yeah. in the painting business. Cause they know that you could sell a painting job for thousands of dollars. So you got to find the flow, right? You have a very aggressive strategy would be put some money into Angie, put some money into Google ads, put some money into Facebook ads and see what happens, okay. you know, and learn those yeah. processes. But okay. you got to think where do the customers go when they want your service, right? Yeah. You know, where do so they I, go? I, like I, now- just, 
I just signed up with Angie Leads. Um, I do not have Google Ads. And then as far as What's Facebook, been your I'm experience? not. Wait, did you get any leads from Angie Leads yet? I, I have it paused for right now. Just have you gotten any leads or you just pause it off the bat? I just pause it right off the bat. What's, how come? Well, because I mean, it's just it's just me and I'm I'm busy enough for right now, you know, that's um, the trap right there. It's just me. I'm busy enough that that right there is like the frog in the in the boiling pot that just sits there. Right, dude, he needs to feel the water. Yeah, to jump. He's got to feel the heat, bro. And I gotcha. if you don't feel the heat, you're OK with two applicants coming through on Craigslist. And being like, ah, I'll just wait for the next one rather than being aggressive saying, I need to get this freaking ad out on Indeed now right. or else huh, Joanne's going to be pretty pissed when I tell her it's going to be eight weeks until I can do her living room. Yeah. So you, you think that's try. the first step? At the same time, is it, is the first Indeed? step is doing both. Doing it's, both. It's going all out, both. Yeah. Okay. Get the leads because then you need, but the thing is, is that like, I'm all about reps. Like you've got to learn this process you've got to make the mistakes like you got to learn hey if i don't call this lead immediately they're going to go so go with somebody else yeah, right? right if i don't put together a hiring process my business is only as good as my hiring process in other words if i don't have a strategy for hiring i'm screwed that's your product people think the product is paint that's a mistake the product that you're selling to the market is your people the quality of which they do work right now it's you you're selling yourself that's yeah. an easy sell. Yeah. That's an easy sell. It's harder to sell people if you don't trust them, if you don't know that they could do quality work. But anyway, going back to that, it's the same time, bro. Get the ads going, turn it on today just to see what happens. Okay. Right. And then you yeah. get the process of taking that lead, which is a stranger who isn't word of mouth, who doesn't know you, doesn't right. have, has no clue who you, you are at all. Right. And you found a way to, to get that person to trust you off the bat through your words maybe even through your software, right? Or whatever you're using to get that person to the point where they, you know what? I want that person to come give me a quote, come to my house, which is their most sacred place. We don't even let people ring our doorbell. They have to text us at the freaking driveway now. Yeah, right. But they're telling a stranger to come to their house for a painting estimate because you did a good job on the phone. Then converting that person to dollars that you now attribute back to that lead source. So you might say, well, I spent a hundred bucks on one lead and then four other leads that came through, they didn't even answer the phone. They don't want it. So I spent 500 total, but I just sold the job for five grand. I got five leads, one worked out. I sold one job for five grand. And then you say, you know what? That's a good investment. I turned 500 bucks into five grand. Let me do it again. Yeah, absolutely. You got to learn that process, that flow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I, and I kind of feel like I, I kind of felt that, you know, just from reflecting a little bit, looking at myself, but it's, Easier said than done, I guess. Push, like, just just, yeah. just see what happens, right? Like, you know, here, here's the thing. There's a feedback, uh, like, kind of, like, loop of how long these jobs really take from initial uh, request to application, right? Sometimes it's weeks at a time. They may need approval. They may need paint, uh, color samples. They may need, you know, something. Maybe the roof needs to go on first or whatever. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, you can you can stretch those out to give you time to get that hire going. But here's the thing. One, one last point on this. If you don't know when jobs are coming in, it's actually really difficult to be confident with hiring. Would you agree? Yeah. You know, if you're like, well, I'm kind of just waiting on people to call realtors to put my name out or that phone to ring from my Google listing. And it's like, well, how confident can you really be 
to hire when you don't even really know when the jobs are going to come in or for how much you're going to sell them for. That's true. When you have a service like Angie, you tell them, hey, I want full bedroom houses. I want exterior painting. That's it. So you know those are the jobs you're going to get, which average X amount of money, right? And then you know that you're at least going to get maybe one or two a week. And then that's how you get your name out there because that shotguns you all over town. Next yeah. thing you know, you put a yard sign out, you know, and you're in that neighborhood because Angie gave you that lead. Next thing you know, the neighbor walks over, you get an estimate from them. Now you can attribute that to the, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. that's why I say like, try it, bro. Just do it, you know? Okay. All right. Just I will. I will. Yeah, definitely. Any, anything else in other areas? I know we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, marketing, a little bit about hiring, anything on the sales side. I mean, you, f- you feel pretty good there. Yeah, I feel pretty good. I, I noticed um, when, I, when I'm on an estimate and I present the numbers in person, I close. And I mean, it's, it's tough because it's only been, what, six, seven months that I've been in business now. But um, I close every one of them. When I, when I present those numbers in person, now, when I leave the house and send the estimate through an email, I'm probably only closing about 50% of those. Yeah. I love that. And that's so, what I discovered too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wait a minute, why. man, let me just hang. And no, it's because you're, you know, it's an emotional buy. You're a nice guy. You come very present presentable. Trust is there. Put them on the, put them on the spot. I'm sure, you know, because of car sales to shut up after you give them the price. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, you know, and these, these strategies that you were taught work in this industry tenfold because they're not on defense mode. You're in their house in their most Correct. comfortable state. Yeah. Yeah, and if I'm like five hundred dollars away, I can close the deal right there. But You're like, well, as let, soon as let, I well, leave the house, I, you, know, you find out what the budget is, don't you? Well, I tell them the price, and then if it's like, oh, it's a little high, you know, I'll Where'd just say, hey, what were, you, what, were you, what were you thinking? And they'll tell me what yeah. they were thinking, and I'm like, okay, if I could save you five hundred dollars, can we? Can I earn your business today? Yeah. It's the same yeah. as car sales. It's the same. That's yeah. where I get it from. People listening to this, dude, that is exactly what I teach. And you just said it. You probably didn't even hear that from me because it's just so universal how yeah. this actually works. It's actually yeah. really good. Yeah. I it it works every though. time. How are you coming up with your pricing? So I'm doing, it's tough because I don't really have like a crew. I, it's just me. So I do number of days. I charge for the number of days it's going to take me plus um, paint and material. Well, you so say I usually, number of days. What are you allocating to your labor for yourself? How much are you charging? So I'm charging depending on, depending on how I know the person, who they are. Like if it's somebody I know, I'm probably anywhere between, I don't know, three fifty to five hundred dollars a day. Okay. Um, if if it's somebody that I don't know, probably, you know, on the lower end, maybe four or five. If I have to meet their budget to a thousand dollars a day, depending on the size of the job. So it's good, but I want it to be a little more methodical. I think the first thing you should do as the CEO of the company acting in the role of a painter is allocate an hourly amount, fair market value for what you would pay yourself if there was somebody above you paying you to come in and do that job. Okay. Be a little more dialed in in terms of that, right? So let's say for you as the project manager, you're allocating $25 an hour to yourself for those eight hours of time rather than saying well generally i do this much and this much no more generally anything general in business is just not a not a good move so we want to identify like okay so if you work for eight hours for three days that's six hundred dollars allocated to you as the employee that's your labor cost 
then you add on the profit on top of the labor cost plus the material. Okay. So if the, if the labor cost comes out to 600 allocating you for three days at $25 an hour and the materials and paint come out to 400, that's a thousand dollars. Then you add on your profit, which is usually 50%. 50. So you should price okay. it out at two grand. Okay. You know, even though you're probably going to find your way there in your method right now, you need to start training for when you actually have to do this when you have employees. So everything stays consistent. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, so just like I said, anything you do in business, just try to look at it. If it's working, dial it in, refine it, create a system for it, duplicate it, keep trying it. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. what you're doing is working. Say, well, you were saying like four to 500 hours a day. Again, you're going to get there, but we got to be able to backtrack to see how we got there. How we got there. So then we right. can, yeah, you know what I'm saying? How, how do we get there and where did that come from? Right. So just plug, um, plug the hourly in for, if I did have a painter, my me, painting calculator, I have a painting calculator. It's uh sellpaintjobs.com. It's a free calculator, get it. And it okay. does exactly what I just did for you. All right. Great. It's a free little calculator. Awesome. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that, you know, that'll allow you to really just get ready for that employee to come through because you have to identify what you're going to pay them, how many hours you think that they're going to take. And again, things change when you have an employee jobs get done a little faster, right? If you're working yeah. with them, you know, I mean, so like you have, again, reps, you got to learn this methodology if you want to get to a certain point. And what's that point for you, man? What are you striving toward? What's, what's your goal? I really like to have in a perfect world. I'd like to have two guys. Um, I guess a painter and maybe a painter's helper or an apprentice. And then maybe even bring somebody in kind of like a right-hand man type of person who can, who can start to look over things once I get you know ready for that. Um, I feel like that would be, my next step is maybe two guys. And then once I get comfortable money-wise, bring in another guy to kind of like overlook things for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Start small. I think it starts with just one person learning how to get a good person from nowhere into your business as a loyal employee. And that's the skill set, dude. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to these business breakthroughs I do, 70% of them are about hiring. I mean, if it were, it's not easy. It's, there's a process in place. I'll give you my course. It's a free, okay. free course I'll give you. Okay. And All you right, can cool. have it. Um, so you can take it it's four lessons, but it'll help you refine what you did, which was smart, but there's more of a process. You have the form to fill out. You have a phone interview. You have an in-person interview. Dude, you have to do this process because what it's okay. like a funnel, right? You pour a bunch of people into a funnel and bloop, it just pops out. You know, it's going to pop out one bloop, you know? So right. That's what you want. So when you, when you hire somebody, what is, what is your process? Like, how do you, like you, you obviously have a listing, somebody replies. It's, it seems like a well, good candidate. First step is identifying what I'm looking for, right? If Louis, if Louis Chamel or Chris quit or get fired, uh, you know, it's red alert, you know, because they're my managers, you know, um, if, uh, if Dan Wayne Kirby, uh, or, you know, Mitch, uh, you know, get quit or, or, or get fired, then I need somebody that knows how to paint. You right. know, if Cody, uh, you know, if Cody, Dan Jr. Uh, or, you know, is the other one? Or, or, or Julio, uh, you know, quit or get fired, then that means that I need to find more of a helper role, kind of like somebody that does the prepping, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, that's number one, right? I got to know who I need to replace or who I need to add on to build. 
um, okay. what I'm looking to build. Right. And it, it right. all has to do with skill set. It all has to do with what I'm looking for. So yes, it starts off with that ad pretty much identifying what I need at my stage. I have to do that. There's no way I could lose Chris, Louie or Chamel and just be like, Oh, well, I'll take anybody. No, <laughs> that won't work. Yeah, right. I need somebody that, but at this stage of my business, I can find that person, pay for that person and ensure that they're successful. So, you know, or, you know, what I would do most likely is move someone up, you know, and then put somebody in that medium role. So, you know, that's just the nature of understanding your roles in your business. I think it would be wise for you to identify those on paper. Just say, okay, well, what do I do in my business on the job? What are the skill sets that I need? Do I need to know how to spray? Do I need to know how to cut? Do I need to know how to prep? Right. What do I need out of someone else to make my job easier or to replace me? And I think that the make my job easier thing is a good idea right now because it's going to be easier to find somebody that can make your job easier than to replace you early on because that's just going to put you in paralysis by analysis because it's very hard to find somebody that can just step in and be you. And you're so early in your business that you don't want to be absent right now. You need to be right. a part of everything. Yeah. So I think it's good to say like, okay, well, if you were the expert, you were the Chris Chamel or Louie in my business, you would need somebody like a Dan, a Kirby, a Wayne that could come in there and be your two man, right? And that person should get to the point where they can cut, roll, and prep. I mean, those are the three skills that I think could be taught and could be systemized by the use of tape, you know, not right. having to worry about them having a razor straight line of 20 years of painting, throw tape on everything, caulk it and paint it. Shout out Idaho. Okay, go in there and watch the videos. And I mean, yeah. that's what I did and it works. I mean, yeah, I don't I care. So. we buy more tape. I love buying tape. It's like my favorite thing. You know, I mean, I want to take everything, rolls, right? dude. I go yeah. into, oh yeah, by the by the by the case, bro. We go in. I when I go to a job, I better see tape on everything, dude. Somebody tries to freehand the freaking door frame in my job, dude. They're getting they're getting chewed out. It's like you know, stop being lazy. There's no yeah. way you can cut a straighter line than this tape. There's no way. Stop doing yeah, right. it. You know, and it's like you got to beat those old habits out of the the old guys to come through yeah. with their painting experience. If you can get somebody that's malleable that wants to say like okay well how do we systemize this right and you as a business owner got to understand how can i systemize this everything so in terms of my process it's straight up ad boom comes in i put one question on the ad why are you interested in this job that's the first on indeed i do this because it lets you put in a custom question and i say why are you interested in this job and right then and there that helps me filter out over 40 of the 50 people based on that one question i don't even look at anything based on that one question need money out uh, you know, um, uh, tired of my old place of work, you know, or, or, or whatever, just something that doesn't inspire me. Right. Yeah. If it doesn't inspire me, I'm not inspired. I can't sell for you. I can't sell jobs knowing that it's going to benefit you. I can't help you elevate in your life if I'm not inspired. Right. So I want to know, Hey, want a better opportunity for my family excited about working for you guys. I looked you up online. You guys seem like you have great culture. Uh, I want, that's what I'm looking for. So out of that, I'll narrow it down to 10 or whatever, then go through. And what I'm looking for then is for them to fill out my form. I message them on Indeed. I say, all right, hey, in order to move forward, you got to fill out that form. Out of the 10, maybe six will do it. Four won't do it. They're out. Next, yeah. six are doing it. So yeah, I mean, right it's there, I'm, I'm saving time. It's yeah. a filter. Six do it. I go through the form. I'm looking for two answers. What have you learned recently? What is something something that, that inspired you recently? Uh, and there's another one that says, how do you feel like you'd be a great fit? Based off of those answers, maybe three will only make it through because, again, people just show their face as they keep going through or they get lazy on the form. And if you're getting lazy on my form, you must not really want this job. What are you going to be lazy on at my at my jobs? Right. Yeah. So right. You get people that really hammer out that form. They put their heart into it. And that's what I'm looking for. So I got three. 
they get invited to a phone interview. Phone interview tells me, number one, were you on time? Did you answer the phone when you said you were going to answer the phone? Did you follow instructions when I sent you the email? Did you respond with your phone number in the best time to call you? You know, so maybe yeah. that filters me out to two because maybe one person just didn't didn't get it or, or didn't didn't care enough to get it. And then now I have two. And then that phone interview is pretty much, you know, asking the basics, driver's license, background check, you know, getting a feel for their personality over the phone. Sometimes that phone interview will go 10, 15 minutes because we're just clicking. Sometimes it goes three minutes because I'm just like, I can't even be on the phone with this person. We I can just tell that they're not a good fit. Right. And then again, boom, now I got that. So, hey, guess what? You know what? I'm thinking things are going good. Hey, why don't we jump at Starbucks? We'll sit down and have a conversation. Then I go to Starbucks. I'm there. I'm actually, I always go late. Why? Because I want to see if they followed instructions. I told them, sit outside. I'll be there. I'll be there at nine o'clock. I show up at nine oh five to see if they're actually there. I'm watching to see if they actually sat outside. People may think, yeah. dude, that's over the top. Well, you keep dealing with your, <laughs> your, yeah, your yeah. boys that don't follow instructions and can't be trusted. And I'll keep doing my job. Right. You know, that's so true. I'm right there. Then I go into the in-person interview. We start talking. I get a feel for who they are, their demeanor. You know, I want to see, you know, just, just some excitement. Um, and that right there is a filtering out process. Some, some people, a guy 15 minutes late, didn't call me and he showed up and he's like, Hey, Oh, sorry. I was late. I was like, where was the call? Ended the interview right there. I'm sorry, yeah, man. He's out. Fit. Yeah. I left. He's out. Why? Because what's going to happen when he goes to my job from there? It'll boom. happen every day. You know, it, Right. Yeah. In-person interview. I'm trying to feel them out. Cool. Everything works good. Great. Hey, guess what? So next step is a working interview. You can come to work with us for a week on Friday. We'll sit down again. I'll tell you if it's a good fit. You tell me if it's a good fit. It's a great time for us to both feel each other out. Okay, great. Awesome. Week goes by. I call them throughout the week a couple of times. Just check in. I'm talking to my project manager. They bring him in. Hey, is this guy a good fit? And, and usually at that, we have such a high percentage because I took them. They, they earned it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And then from there, they go on Augusto, which is our payroll service. They get direct deposit set up. They get, you know, all these things set up to where it's like when they get it and they get good pay, I always try to beat whatever they said they were getting before maybe by a dollar, you know, yeah. like, they, oh, I was getting, oh yeah, I'll give you 16, you know, just like, so I feel like I, I don't even care. I just want them to feel like this is a step up from where I was. Cause I care so much about growth in the people that work for me, Sure, you know, like that's yeah. just important to me. So it's like. They made it all the way through that. And then boom, right there, we pop out a great asset to our company. And is it perfect? No. Did I, I, dude, I had to fire people before. Like, where did I miss? But I can reference, man, did I compromise? Did I kind of just get a, get, get too soft there in the beginning and be like, ah, let me give him a chance instead of like trusting my process. Your process. And yeah. usually when I, when I refer back to that, that's usually when I run into the issue of, I should have just stuck with my process. And anytime I've deviated from the process, I usually find that it's, it, it doesn't favor me. It's backfire. You know, really? so that it's backfire. Yeah. So wow. that's the process that I use. Okay. And I try. I to. like it. And then at what point do you do like the, uh, like drug test and like, do you, like if there is a drug, a drug test? test, I don't do a okay. drug test or I like mean, a background I use check my, I use my judgment. You know, I, I, I feel like kind of, you know, until I have to, I'm going to just ride the wave of trust. Yeah especially because of, you know, marijuana use in their own time is something that us business owners have to like, just, you know, no, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, what am yeah, I going to do? You know, nothing on yeah. my jobs and nothing, you know, but again, I can't control what people do on their own time. So I don't want that gray area to be there of like scaring people away in that sense. But I do do the background check that gets done. Uh, if I, if I like them during the interview, the background check comes back in two days. So during the working interview, that'll render, I'll get a notification okay. that it's done. 
So that first so, week. I mean, if they lied to me yeah. on it, which has never happened, um, you know, so they do that. I mean, you're, you got to, you know, stones to fill out a background check verification thing and then lie. So, I mean, you know, it's like all that's taken care of. They have to fill that out, though, before they can start along with onboard themselves to Gusto, you know. Okay. All right. But yeah, cool. yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. Yeah. So I think uh, I think we hit a lot today. Was that helpful, bro? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Helped a lot. So uh, for sure, we'll do it again. You know, I think uh, the best time to come back to me is when you hired somebody. I okay. think if you want another session, we can hammer out the next step is actually putting this stuff into action. I'm going to give you a link, hire somebody, uh, get some leads. You know, if you want to check out drip jobs, at the, I honestly think like you need something to follow up for you. Okay. You're going to learn that. Maybe try Angie leads by yourself just to see why you would need something like that. Just simply because what's going to happen is you're going to get leads. You're going to get frustrated because they don't answer the phone right away. Right. And then you're going to think that they're bad leads. Some of them are. So, and then you still got to pay, which isn't fair. And people get yeah. upset about it, but you got to look at the big picture. You got to like say, okay, well, how many did I get? How many converted to estimates? How many converted to sales? And you okay. got to look at the big picture. Okay. So I mean, right. there were times, bro, where I was just getting frustrated. So you got to have no, something yeah, to follow up to help you out. I'm going to do that and then put the, uh, the hiring ad on indeed, like you said, yeah, and yeah, see get what that going after this, I'll shoot you a text with the, uh, with the link. So you can get that, that, uh, form up, get the form up first. Okay. All right, cool. All right, man. Awesome. Thanks for your right. support. Thanks bro. a lot, Taylor. I Have a good day, brother. All right, see, see you. you too. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.